0: Welcome to today's episode of ICRA Exclusive, a podcast by Remodel Health. We're here to guide you through the complex world of health insurance and tell you everything you need to know about individual coverage health reimbursement arrangements. Whether you're a health insurance novice or a seasoned pro, get ready to revolutionize the way you view healthcare.
1: Well, welcome. My name is Travis Hall. I've got together here today with Justin Clements, and John Staub here at Remodel Health. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves just a little bit? Tell us about you.
2: Yeah, this is uh, Justin Clements, um, one of the co founders of Remodel Health. Been in the individual space uh, for, gosh, almost 15 years or more. Um, worked at United Healthcare and their individual line of business for about eight years. And um, individual health is growing and ICRA is a big part of that future growth, so I'm really excited to talk about these topics with you, gentlemen. And uh, so that's a, you'll you'll get to learn more about me, and my my family, and my hobbies, and my interest in ICRA. But uh, yeah,
0: Justin Clements, glad to be here. Thanks, Justin. This is John Stubb, and I would consider myself a learner who helps others learn. I never imagine that I would somehow be a subject matter expert in health insurance, but I I have found myself here. I do love numbers, I love software, and I really love... The way that uh, what we've learned today can really help people. I uh, represent the employee in many ways here because I think of what it feels like to be a family uh, in this uh, new solution of health insurance. So I'm looking forward to getting into this. I've been in this space for uh, several years now and looking forward to sharing what I've learned. And and
2: John as modest and humble as he is,
0: is an amazing musician as well. So we'll have to
2: somehow lace that in in future episodes. That'd be awesome. Get him in here. Have him jam out
0: a little bit. I would be happy to make that happen for us. We can make a little Ikra jingle. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah i think it's gonna be great put that that's on the roadmap. whatever keeps them listening <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome so it, it would have
2: to be a uh, bedtime jingle because yes. we're talking about insurance here. right
0: like
1: no we gotta ramp this <laughs> up okay, okay. i mean come on
0: let's... i am excited yeah, i mean
1: so. acdc and then we got icra so there you go yeah, it's all there so guys talk to me a little bit about this you know i'm new to this industry I sit there and I've worked on a whole bunch of different software companies where we're de- developing out you know new apps and so on and so forth. But you guys you guys have been tried and true into what this new thing is and how basically I keep hearing about ICRA revolutionizing the way people are going to buy health benefits. But what does that mean and why,
0: why are we talking about this today? ICRA is new, and if you don't even know what that word means, because some people say ICHRA, or they use the whole ICHRA, what does it mean? Individual Coverage, HRA, Health Reimbursement Arrangement. So uh, before I let Justin jump in here, I want to make sure you just define what is ICRA. You probably already know that, but I want to make sure and get us started down the right path. ICHRA, Individual Coverage, HRA.
2: I think it's important for everyone to listen to uh, this podcast because this is the way the benefits will be delivered in the future. So um, if you think about going to work for an employer or your employer trying to get employees to work for you, um, there are benefits for working at XYZ company, right? And historically, that's been two major benefits. well, actually three benefits: your pay, your retirement and your health care benefits. And so uh, the retirement benefits, this this already happened in retirement benefits. The retirement benefits went from a pension plan for most employees to a 401k. And if you break down what that means, a pension plan is a defined benefit. You come to work here at Ford Motor Company 30 years ago, whatever, uh, then you will get this retirement plan package when you retire. You'll get this package. Uh, today, it's... You go to work. I went to work for a Ford Motor Company right out of college and that was, you know, you you were going to work for a pension plan, your salary, and uh, healthcare. Wow. You're that old. I am that old. (laughs) I mean, Uh, you're sitting there, did you get a pension plan
1: off of Ford? uh, They bought me out. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a
2: trend of people paying me to leave. I'm working on on that. Uh, So, then I went to work for United Healthcare and they didn't have a pension plan. They had this wild new thing called a 401k. And 401k's uh, is instead of defining the benefit, they define the contribution. They're going to give me X amount of dollars. It was, in a 401k, it's a percentage of your salary uh, that they'll match. Um, so, But instead of them defining their benefit, here's your retirement, here's what it will look like when you retire after 40 years here, they said, hey, instead of that, we're going to give you a defined contribution. Here's how much we'll contribute to your 401k. We all understand and get that. It's very common now, right? Everyone understands 401ks. What the ICRA is, is the 401k for health insurance. It's a defined contribution. Rather than saying, here's your plan, we have Anthem, it's a, it's a $1,500 deductible with a copay, that's a defining the, the benefit. Instead of that, now employers can define the contribution. Hey, here's mm. your individual coverage
0: reimbursement amount. We're gonna uh-huh. give you X amount of dollars, you go buy your own plan. Yeah. yeah i lo- I love the way you've tied it into a progression obviously when pension plans were first introduced they they didn't uh, you know just everyone didn't just jump into pension plans and then when 401ks are introduced, everyone didn't just jump into 401ks yeah. but certainly over the course of time we've seen the trend in what employers offer and in what employees. Want. So, for a timeline specifically, for if you are listening right now and you don't know when ICRA first became available, you've known is it brand new or has it been around? So, in 2020 is when it was first available, January of 2020. Obviously, we've gone through a lot of American history since then, but in 2019 is when all of the workings of getting ICRA launched started. So there's a lot of data. There are a lot of details that have been worked out across the board from carriers to different regulatory things. So I want to make sure... That as you, as a listener right now, have tuned in and you've listened this far, we are going to dive really deep over the course of these next episodes. So please make sure to hang on. We will get to every little granular detail. But for this particular first episode, uh, Justin and Travis, if I'm correct, we're going to give you a really great 40000 View. We're going to fly over and make sure and kind of show you all the landscape and everything. It's going to be great. So we've been uh, we've been studying up hard, and we're excited to share with you. Well, that's amazing. I mean,
1: as we were talking about like pension plans, I mean, how many companies do we know still have those around? I was trying to do a quick Google search on this earlier.
0: I have never been offered a pension plan.
2: Well, and, if you work for some dinosaurs, like maybe the government, you probably have a pension plan. Yeah. Uh, or if you somehow get into... Uh, the union with One of the big three Like Ford or GM If they're hiring New union workers Maybe you'll be Signing up I don't even know If they still have A pension plan It depends on the union Of course Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very very few And far between But um, You know When I was growing up And uh, all my family's Blue collar union um, That's kind of The background I came from It was all pension plans It was all right. I'm going to work here 40 years 30 years Get my retirement That's uh, That's not the world we live in anymore, right? But
1: I mean, think about it. Like now, that is now a new way, like for us going over to the four hundred one k. But now going to IRA style. I mean, that's like the new hot hot topic.
2: It gives them right. uh, the smaller employers a lot more of a level playing field. You know how hard it is to put a pension plan in place? How many employees you have to have? How many lawyers and managing Um, that and everything else? It's uh, not an easy task, but to do a 401k, you can can do a 401k pretty easy, even if you're just a small team of 20 employees. So this really levels the playing field. And that's what ICRA is now. Like you can level the playing field. You can have the flexibility to offer your people really great plans and be able to pay a good portion of it. Yeah. You
0: know, uh, even if you're a smaller employer. Yeah. You have hit the nail on the head with small businesses that many small businesses will offer a 401k before they can offer health benefits wow. because it is a more flexible benefit to the employee. Yeah. And so the reality that we have this opportunity for individual coverage HRA is it certainly allows small businesses to compete for the best talent because they know the best talent requires the best benefits, and they're mm. able to step into that space now
1: so gentlemen, tell me kind how have we have evolved over this you know these last several years? How did we get from all of a sudden we have group plans, but now we have where Icra is into the market and is now kind of taking a new storm wave uh, across this new broker series. So wh- how, how
2: has this evolved? Ten years ago, a decade yeah. ago, March 23rd, 2013, the uh, Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. I remember individual health plans before the Affordable Care Act, they were individually underwritten. So wow. you could not do this we we tried to do this in different iterations. you could not do this because a certain section of your employees 15, 20 percent would fail underwriting yeah and you can't yeah. you couldn't roll this out. So the Affordable Care Act making guaranteed issue plans and making the individual plans have to mirror the group plans on benefits really was the first step and there's been lots of steps Qera, all kinds of other stuff along this path. Uh, different administrations. We had uh, the Obama administration. We had the Trump administration. So we've had both aisles taking control, and it's it's uh, only strengthened this model. With ICRA, uh, some people don't even heard of it yet, right? And, and some people are tuning into this because either there are companies looking at doing ICRA, uh, they're a broker that's trying to understand ICRA and how they can leverage it, or their employee that is freaking out that, man, I'm going to get put on something called an ICRA. What is that? And they're doing some research. Um, so we have a lot of growth already happening 350% over year over year, but there's about a hundred thousand people on an ICRA today. They anticipate that to be, I've seen projections from 11 million to 40 million more Americans on an ICRA over the next five to 10 years. That's a Mm -hmm. lot of, a a lot of transition, a -hmm. lot of people. Uh, so who do you think is going to take the most advantage of that? In the next 10 years? I think it's going to be uh, employers w- between 100 to 500 employees. And then I think it's going to be some bigger retailers um, that can use the, the different classes. Uh, so I think if you're a retail shop, you want to offer benefits to your folks, but you have a restricted budget and you need a better way of doing it without taking on a lot of risk. Because when you're a large employer, usually assuming the risk, you have a couple of people with some really bad claims and man, your risk really goes up. It's kind of like the guys that got hold holding the pension plan when the market dipped or went up and down. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think we're going to see a good amount of small businesses between a hundred to 500. And I think you're going to see uh, a decent amount of larger employers, you know, employers with um, three to 5,000 employees that they want to get off that self-funded risk wagon. So mm-hmm.
0: someone that I really believe will win, is the individual, as mm. as is in the name, Individual Coverage, HRA. So if you go back into the history of health insurance and group health insurance, which we will do a whole episode on, so thanks, Justin, for that, I'm very excited about getting into how we arrived to where we are today very specifically. But at a high level, insurance has been for groups when it comes to health, which is not very helpful to be a consumer where you both need to use something and you are given no choice in what you choose for what you're buying so your health your health insurance is completely chosen by your employer up until individual coverage HRAs and we can get into the mechanisms of how this works but at a high level Families are picking their own plans now, which is huge because now for me as a member of a family, I get to decide for my household where those dollars from my employer are being spent. That is a huge win for employees, albeit a huge change. And so this is another reason I'm very excited about this podcast series because in the midst of change, high quality education In understanding what is truly happening, you know, Justin, you use a pretty big um, concept of guaranteed issue, which is upsetting to some people when they don't understand that the economics actually really have worked in favor of individual coverage plans. So I say the employees win big, and obviously we know when small businesses win, it helps employees as well. So I'm very excited about this.
1: Thank you, John. So I was just kind of wondering—you were talking about the employee, and Justin, you're talking about the employer side of the things—and I and I love this kind of conversation going back and forth because one, we see that ICRA works for both uh, parties here, and uh, it's a truly a win-win uh, for both uh, uh, individuals and the employees. But. You are talking about like, you know, as for pensions, they uh you know, the employer puts money in four oh one K's, now it's becoming to an employee. Talk about me a little bit about like is there a budget set? Uh what is that like for the employer? How does how does that work uh in this new model, Justin?
2: Yeah, so it's to say it as simple as I can, because we'll get into future episodes how you develop classes, how you segment out what uh contribution works per class and how the employees access their money and All that, you know, what about medical claims? Uh, We'll get into all those other details. Um, But at a high level, the employer basically says, here's my budget, which as an employer... That's really convenient because in the group world you're like, what am I gonna spend? Well, we got to wait and see how the year shakes out. Might be a ten percent increase, might be a thirty, we don't know. And you're just you can't budget for anything. Yeah, if, and you
1: usually get that near the end of the year and you're like, yeah, Oh, we gotta yeah. hustle up really quick.
2: And then all of a sudden you're like, Well, guess what? That budget just got slashed. Yeah, if you're trying to manage a budget and like, hey, here's how much we have to spend. For employee benefits, for you know health insurance benefits for our employees, you pick that number, and then you go into what how, what classes do we want to have, and how much do we want to spend in each class, and you can kind of massage the numbers and work them to where you feel good about it. Hey, we have an executive team, and then we have you know uh, hourly workers or whatever the case may be, but you set the budget, and I'm going to give. The easy button is just, I'm going to give everybody that works here, I don't care who you are, what you do, everyone's going to get the same amount and you just pick pick that number. It's that easy. It could be $200 per employee. It could be $1,000 per employee. You get to set the budget, what each employee gets. You could get real detail and get into classes, but to to say it as simply as possible, you get to pick your budget and you get to pick who gets what out of that budget. Well, so not only is an employer in the driver's seat
1: and the, also the employees now get to be in the driver's seat and what they're wanting. That's right. So,
0: yeah, as an employee, there will be concerns around the fact that you have to choose now because we've never been given that choice before. We simply go into a re- like the most boring meeting we've had all year to pick through two pieces of paper on an insurance plan we don't fully understand. So it is a potentially scary thing for employees to step into this decision-making seat until they understand how powerful they truly have become by not only being given a budget, But the amount of options available for individual coverage plans are really, really profoundly good. And if we pull back economically speaking and we understand that competition creates better products, that's just a principle of the American free market, well, when just the employer is making a single decision, or maybe you know two decisions if they're giving two plans, but a single decision made by an employer for a hundred employees—that's only one consumer. Well, now when you break this apart, you now have one hundred consumers, mm-hmm. which then increases the competition, and these insurance companies want to compete for those dollars, mm-hmm. which then makes the employee very powerful. It's going to be the same sort of innovations that we see in your flat screen TV that now cost a fraction of the price that it did back when they were first released. Now, albeit a lot of uh, economics and socio-political details into the pricing of healthcare I understand we'll get into that but ultimately the budget that an employer provides does more now than ever for employees and as an employee I'm very excited about how many options are really out there we'll get into you know some of the growth we've seen in the marketplace but just fundamentally now instead of being given that white piece of paper that I just signed and I get my plan I get money now and I'm going to go out and shop and I'm going to be a good consumer and I'm going to force this market into a competition that's going to improve my quality of coverage and that that is a very good thing for employees. It is
2: and you know these employees when you get the budget let's just say $500 example to go shop for your plan if you pick a plan that's less than 500 you don't have to pay anything extra. Yeah. If you pick a plan that costs more than 500 you pay the difference because at the end of the day, you own that plan. It's your plan. And with ownership comes a little bit of responsibility. And uh, for some people, that is scary. You, I, just please just tell me what my plan is going to be. No. We, we, you, know, you can get an advisor. You can shop for it on your own. You can narrow it down. You can just blindly throw darts at the board and pick a plan. But if you're a savvy consumer and you treat this like you do everything else in your life, You do a little research and you pick the best plan for you and your family or your situation.
0: Americans are very good shoppers. Yes, (laughs) they're the best shoppers in the world. And we want to release that power and that wisdom that the American consumer has. Yeah.
1: All right. So walk me through a little bit on like, how is ICRA set up for the organization? You know, I hear things about pre-tax, post-tax, and how does that, you know, work within the confines of
0: ECRa? Great question. If you know about some of the history of HRAs, standalone HRAs went away several years ago. They got completely outmoded. They were not allowed. And so we all know that very, very clearly in the health insurance space. What individual coverage HRAs have changed is that you can do this again, which is very, very powerful. And again, to to reiterate, you as an employer may give tax-free dollars toward a health insurance premium. And this has to be an individual plan on the individual marketplace, of course. But again, tax-free dollars toward an individual plan is available again this is very special we all don't want to pay taxes when we don't have to and so this is a huge incentive that the government is wanting to make sure and increase this new opportunity
2: yeah that was always a big advantage of group medical plans that they were tax-free right and um lowered everyone's tax burden and liability and that's what individual coverage is qualified and 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 uh Counts as group coverage, so all those dollars are tax free uh, for an employer i think i've i've uh, I've come up with what I think are three big nos. I'm used to being told no a lot so <laughs> i like I think in the terms of not yeses but no's. for an employer uh, number one is no penalty so a lot of employers mm-hmm. are out there trying to figure out how they can get out of the penalty. A lot of them went to alternative plans or some light type of plans, mech plans and different things. This gets you out of the employer penalty, the mandate.
0: For the large employer. For the large oh, employer.
2: Wow. So no penalty. Number two is no participation requirement. If you're an employer, you've been offering group coverage, uh, you probably struggle with participation. we gotta, we got to make sure we get enough participation or they're, they're going to drop us or we got to make sure we get enough participation. Um, You can drive the participation if you want by giving bigger contributions, but there is no participation requirement. There's no one single insurance carrier that says we're going to drop you if you don't get at least 40% of your people on our plan because they're all individual plans. So no participation requirement. And the last is probably the best for employers that have been facing those big rate increases every year. And when they get a, a ten percent. They're like, oh, it's only a ten percent rate increase. It's because of the the health of their book, the health of their employees. Uh, so there's no risk for the employer.
0: One, one thing that I find very helpful in the language that we're speaking because, tra- you know, Travis and, and Justin, we have changed the entire story of what a health insurance plan is. You've mentioned there's no risk. For You don't have to risk the 10% increase and how is that and what are you giving people and how do I give everybody what they need? There's a lot of questions and I like that. One of the things I want to be very clear on, QSERA versus ICRA. If you know about QSERA and if you don't, that's okay because we're going to talk about it in a future episode. QSERA, Qualified Small Employer HRA, has been effectively replaced by ICRA. And so it was a great stepping stone into this new language and this new world of how employers can help their employees tax free dollars. But I, I'm going to tell you again Cusera has been replaced by ICRA. And I'm going to just leave it at that for a future episode, wow. Travis.
1: Way to leave it on a cliffhanger right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Please stay tuned uh, for us. We're going to be talking about uh, the history of ICRA and how QCERA has been upheavaled,
2: <laughs> if
1: I'll make up a word for
2: that, so, uh, by ICRA. So uh, we're going to talk about the, the history of ICRA and how QCERA is now history.
0: There you go. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. You right. nailed it. <laughs>
1: Very good. Thank you, John Stop. Thank you, Justin Clements. And I am Travis Hall.
0: Thanks for listening. For more information about ICRA, visit RemodelHealth.com.